0: From preps to pros and everything in between, we've got you covered here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We've talked pros, now we head back to preps. We've been from preps to pros, back to preps. So, from preps to pros and back. (laughs) I mean, literally, we're just, it's just a big circle around here. So, excited to talk to Tyler Palmatier of Main Street Preps to get a little insight as to what took place in, uh, at the TWSAA Board of Control meetings earlier this week. As he's got a story on MainStreetPreps.com. You can check that out. Um, it's, yes, MainStreetPreps.com. It's in the top stories there. So you can find a little bit, a little notebook of some things that took place. But I'm mostly concerned about the things that they didn't take action on, Mo. And when on that first day there was some interesting discussions that took place. So let's bring him in now. Tyler Palmetier. welcome in. Thanks for taking t- some time with us today, man.
1: Uh, you bet guys. Always good to be here.
0: And you know, one of the things that, that was talked about in, in day one of the meeting was the four classifications. And I, I mean, Based on what we've heard on this show, particularly from coaches, it's not popular. And yet the discussion sort of kind it just kind of sort of, I guess, fizzled away. It seemed like uh, based on, you know, Twitter and that sort of thing. So what did you hear as far as the four classifications for sports outside of football is, is, is it going to stick around?
1: Well, I, I didn't get the sense uh, there. I mean, I guess you could say that there was little pushback on it. There was a lot of discussion about the negatives and the positives, but the uh, the discussion um, there, you know, there was no motion to do anything. So there really wasn't a you know, nobody motioned to change it. So that's kind of this, that's kind of a Kickstarter in a meeting like that. So uh, anybody, I suppose. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a meeting expert by any means but i think somebody's got a motion and put it up there and they can say yes or no and uh, that just never happened I don't, I don't think they were ready to make a decision but you know the, the conversation was kind of circular uh at times we talked a lot about obviously why does that not work uh well there's a lot of travel involved in, um, in I like and um i like
0: bernard's comment on that have you talked to your friends in d2 they've been traveling for a minute
1: <laughs> right and uh probably, we're, and we're gonna miss just, that we are <laughs> yeah i bet M- mark reed will find his footing i'll bet he'll have some quips and things ready for us he's uh i bet he can be pretty funny i don't know mark too well most of my conversations with him have been pretty serious but yeah it was bernard he that was funny um anyways yeah i mean obviously travel is a big concern and that's something that those schools had to adjust to so that came up a lot Um, what I heard back, almost, you know, I almost heard just as many positives. And when you talk about positives, they're not for everybody because I think some people obviously see that competition as being kind of watered down, um, in a couple classes. So, but on the flip side of that, what I heard from two, uh, administrators there is that they were happy to be competitive when you're one of the small, smaller three A's and you have uh, very little hope of maybe being competitive in some sports. Um, One administrator said, you know, we didn't think in the past we could even be competitive in the postseason when the year started, and now with this change, we we feel we can do something in the postseason in in almost every sport. So when you kind of look at the mission of uh, organizations like A and high school sports, it's um, providing, you know, a a classy – championship experience for as many as possible now obviously there is a boundary to that you can't give everybody a trophy everybody can't compete for a state championship or who cares about it, right so you know that's the flip side um but that you know that wasn't talked about a whole lot the the watered down competition it was a little bit i mean there was some things discussed about uh additional athletes in track for instance what did you put 16 uh states uh, qualifiers in there well you didn't talk about, you didn't even talk about kids getting lapped in the 3200 or something um you know that's not good that's not a good state championship competition so uh yeah it was kind of kind of went round and round but i will say this i heard this enough we, we heard we can conclude after that discussion that travel is a, a negative aspect but i didn't hear a whole lot of good solutions necessarily to it and then when you look at the financial part uh, the basketball numbers went
0: up. Uh, it's ironic know, because the travel here in Columbia actually went down considerably with the class. Yeah, the it move to class four. There are some places where it it, it it decreased.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's certainly case by case. It's not a one size fits all deal, sure. but uh, when you look at bottom line type stuff, extra championships is extra money. And that, uh, that speaks loudly. Beach. Um, and, and I have it, And you know, it's important to remember too. It's a, the TSSA wields a certain amount of power, but at the end of the day, the member schools have a voice, and it's a significant voice. So they have to speak up in these situations. If it's if it's you know, there are there are ways to communicate with the TSSAA as a member school. You can write letters. You can you can show up. Uh, your administrators represented on the board or somebody in your region can can speak on your behalf there's a way to get those messages across this isn't a dictatorship by any means so the schools at the end of the day are going to have to move the dial on that if it's really a problem but um when you look back at the money part of it that's certainly kind of standing over there is a pretty important aspect and especially as we come out of a time when money hasn't money was a little tight you know with with the with the covid seasons so um yeah, I mean it was it was a worthwhile discussion. They'll come back to it for sure. I mean, that that thing isn't going away. <laughs> no, I don't
2: think it is. Tyler dot @mainstreetpreps.com with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um Tyler, um we just had Joe Blair on the new TWSWA Assistant Executive Director whose um hiring was voted upon and apparently passed <laughs> during the board of uh, control. meeting. Easy to pass when he don't want no money. Well, yeah. I, at, <laughs> at a, at a salary to be determined apparently, but, <laughs> um, you know, I imagine you dealt with Joe a little bit here. Um, what, what are your impressions of that?
1: Uh, well, it's, uh, I, you know, I haven't dealt with Joe a ton, it's, but I have some, I will say this when you come from a, uh, anybody from williamson county is is a i think that's a good representation to have because it's a big county that really does sports in a big way so you're you've obviously got somebody who understands the passion behind sports and understands that it's in a a county like that that it's uh Maybe the oh, I'm trying to find the word for it. You know, just you deal with that many different schools. Now he doesn't have um, he doesn't have the, the the Williamson County Sports AD title like Darren joins. But I think when you kind of work in that network, you get a feeling, you get a little bit of a feel for it. Uh, and that that the same could go for any of those big counties, Sumner, Rutherford. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to single out Williamson County. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a great. Guy to name. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's uh, been at Brentwood for his whole life or his, his whole career, and uh, so he's not somebody who's likely to. Certainly doesn't have the reputation as somebody who may lose interest and split and decide. You know, he seems like a guy who's pretty well entrenched. Um, and, you know, he went to Brentwood uh, as soon as he was ready, as soon as his professional career was ready. So, uh, no, I think that's a that's a good decision, and. Um, you know I'm just gonna be 100 percent honest with you guys. Uh, I when R- Mark Reeves was the assistant executive director, I dealt with him a little bit but that's an interesting title and uh, you know I, I for one I'm kind of curious what <laughs> if you uh, if what you, all it entails if you listen the to executive director and
0: if you'll go back and listen but, to our first half podcast, I asked him I said, what is it exactly that you say you do here? <laughs> Joe, so he gave us a little bit of an insight, but he did say that there were some things that he's not really, you know, really sure about yet either. So it is, it is certainly an interesting job title because assistant is kind of, Hey, you know, do you, can, can you take this on for me? Because I can't handle it. I've got too much or whatever. So those job titles and and job duties seem to change quite a bit with the assistant title and just about anything. right? Other duties as, say, as, as, as warranted. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever fires, uh, Mark Reeves can't put out. <laughs> Cause I mean, how many, how many hoses do you need as the executive director of a high school association to put out all the fires that kind of ignite around you? So I think the executive director position is sort of, a. Uh, it's just, you're, you're supplementing what the executive director's doing. And it's, that's just a, uh, not to say he's like it's not important but i just think it's that executive position so big you definitely need a number two and you need a solid number two so um worked out for the last that's that's the importance of it there exactly also that you could you maybe could be the number one someday
2: (laughs) (laughs) right right um among the other discussions that took place at the board of control meeting um tyler there was some talk about what to do about lacrosse, what to do about girls' flag football, indoor track, that kind of thing. Um, Obviously, as you talked about, Williamson County, they piloted the girls' flag football program this past spring. And as we had Bernard Childress on, was it last week? Mm -hmm. Uh, He mentioned that the interest in that sport in particular is statewide. What was the type of – discussion around that sport in particular um this week
1: well, Bernard was the one who broached it and uh, he I think the word he used is that it was operating like gangbusters quote unquote gangbusters in Williamson County um so and he basically said it, it's coming you know I, you can't really say it's you know I think he just that's a strong feeling within the organization that that, that was so successful and if the momentum is such that, you know, get ready. It's, it's, it's when we don't know, but it's, it's just probably coming. And he said, and they, they had already tabled um, lacrosse sanctioning for the August meeting, what, what they'll do there. Um, so he basically lumped lacrosse into that, that that is coming. They're trying to figure that out. And then there's also indoor track, of course, um, which I believe they said there's maybe even a, a couple places where they can even hold a state championship for that vanderbilt and i thought they said east tennessee state but i'm not totally familiar with what goes on at east tennessee state i assume they have maybe an indoor track facility of some kind um but yeah i mean I, based on what bernard said if i'm just taking a guess that's that's on its way and that maybe has too much momentum to stop and you guys went to plenty of that i mean you know it was it was popular uh, players loved it coaches loved it and Fans showed up, and that's kind of what you need for sports. Not that hard to, or necessarily expensive, to get going. And pretty good chance Metro is going to be in that conversation next year. Uh, You know, that's not official yet, but there are signs pointing to Metro National Public Schools picking it up. So maybe some will hinge on how successful that is. I think what they want to see – it was a success in Williamson County. The question is, will it be a success in other counties? So, Y'all
0: better hope it don't reach Lawrence County. That's all I'm saying. Y'all better hope that Lawrence (laughs) County don't realize that it exists. (laughs) Because once Loretto and Summertown get involved. Y'all can just just be done with it. Y'all just better hope it don't get to Lawrence County. Pretend. uh, Y'all better hope there's a wall in Murray County somewhere, top or bottom, is all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) You're saying it's going to take off there?
0: I'm saying that every girl sport that they play, they dominate in. So if
1: <laughs> if it gets yeah. there, in places like that, in places like that, with a lot of female athletes that are uh, traditionally have a, they have talented female sports, you know, no doubt. I mean, that's perhaps you could argue that that's uh, why it was good in Williamson County. Um, so yeah, you got a good point. I mean, that's, it's going to thrive in places like that where uh, females come out and droves to play other sports. I mean, it's interesting to look through the list uh, that the TSSAA puts out about who all plays three sports. But, you know, if you go down the list and you study it, there's a couple five sport athletes out there. Uh, the people, they're, they're, people aren't afraid to, I think we've kind of thought we're in this era of specification. We all kind of think that's the narrative and it sort of is, but not everybody. Uh, not everybody wants to just do one thing. Um, not everybody is specifying to go play in college. So, that's why flag football is so cool. It's just out there. I mean, what a great thing to do. Like if you're a senior, you know, on your way out in and graduation, just uh, go participate in something really cool that is has backing from the NFL. Well,
0: there's at least, you know, some sort of collegiate level NAI involvement. So, I mean, you know, you can play at the next level. Sure. So, which is really interesting, especially with as many NAI schools as we have right here in this area. <laughs> I mean, it it could, it could seriously be a, a great way to, to get to that next step here in Tennessee with uh, UT Southern Belmont in uh, Belmont Bethel, Bethel. <laughs> you know, and freed, et cetera. I mean, there's just, there's some insane levels of competition here in this area. So you never know. Uh, wanted to get your quick comments uh, thoughts if you can put them in quick maybe you maybe you can't make them quick because we certainly couldn't baseball uh three game uh, first off a double elim region tournament and a three game set for the sectional certainly doesn't bode well for some of these teams who you know probably don't have that many arms
1: yeah that's a tough one um because i think what we saw in D2 double A, or in some cases, in a well, let's let's look at the the Lipscomb uh, finale there at state. I mean, you get down to it, and you you've run out of arms in a in a double elimination state tournament. So then, when you talk about double a double elimination region, and then the the series, you know, um, that's a pretty big change. I, I think it's an interesting discussion all the way around because my experience has been with state t- baseball and softball state tournaments that. Um, are a double elimination format in a region. And then when you get through the region final, you're in the state tournament, which is a single elimination quarters through championship. Now, what that doesn't accomplish is uh, baseball and softball are of a fluky nature, which is why you see the series. And, you know, it's college level. I mean, how much fun do we all have watching the regionals? And, and then this weekend the Super regional? So there's an aspect there where you want games, but then if your pitching gets all worn out and, you know, if we're staying on the watered down competition, I mean, do we really want to see two freshmen duel it out in the state championship? Because the star pitchers have uh, reached their max. Um, you know, that's for, for somebody else to decide. I, I certainly think the I, I don't think it's like the double elimination in the series is just wearing everybody out. I mean, it's based, people are still going to go those games and people still did. But there's – I think they're thinking about – they're thinking about different ways and, and what they like to do. And, you know, D2, AA did it, and they've obviously felt like that was the right thing for, for Division One. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I said, I kind of – what I come from is I kind of like the, I kind of like single elimination quarters through championship. But I, I come from a different place. So, it's like, you know, people aren't used to that here. Um, I, I respect the fact that something's a little different, and I kind of like series, too. They can be fun. Um, but you make a good point with the pitching. You you really do, and that that plays a factor,
0: especially in Class A. But hey, who am yeah. I? What do I know? That's the way I see it. But <laughs> uh, Tyler Palmatier, MainStreetPreps.com. Check out the website uh, MainStreetPreps.com for coverage there. Also follow him at T Palmatier eighty three on Twitter. Tyler, thanks for some for your time today, man.
1: Yeah, man, appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a good time. Thanks. Well, there
0: are some things that that I'd like to kind of expound upon, Mo. Uh, so let's let let I, I'll ask you a couple of questions on the other side of this break because I, I I guess I'm, I I want to hear your thoughts on some of these things. Okay, check your run of show. My run of show. We'll get to it. Okay. On the other side of the break, it's Main Street Preps today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. So stick around.